Internet, before we start, I just want you to know this clear crystal sound comes from us fucking with the Engine Room Studio and Rode Microphone. Rode Microphone is the premier microphone for anybody out there. Y'all, y'all hit me all the time like, hey, come back. How do we start our new podcast? Get a road, bitch. And y'all on the fucking road. Let's go. Hey, yo, internets, this week's episode of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Bevel. Who else? Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed for people with coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. You can get clearer, smoother skin in as little as four weeks when you start shaving with your Bevel razor. You know I've been using Bevel for the longest. I'm the Bevel Lord. And I don't lie. Bevel has helped my life. It's enhanced my life. It's made my life better. I love it. I love having clear skin. I love having smooth skin. I love having hairless skin. I love having no bumps and no anal warts and monkey bumps on my shit. Listen, go, go to getbevel.com slash jack to check out their great products and support this podcast. And now back to the show. Your internets, you are listening to the Combat Jack Show podcast, the Combat Jack Show. I'm your host, Combat Jack. Yo, hey, King, what's up, man? Ah, oh, man. What up, man? We in August, man. Like, we, yeah. we're early in August, man. Like, how did we just blow by fucking July, man? Like, did we travel in July? Did we go places? Did we go to LA? Did we have like live shows? What the fuck did we do in July, we my did, dude? July, we, we recovered from the, the May and June. Okay. You know what I mean? And in Mogul, he was preoccupied with Mogul. <sighs> we still, still preoccupied. We still on Mogul. Listen, Internets, there's a live show this week, Thursday, at Highline Ballroom, the yep. Mogul show, yes. where people who've participated in the Mogul phenomena will be there. I'll be there. Um, Chris Lighty's people will be there. His family will be there. People that he's worked with have been there. Yep. Gimlet Media, what's up, man? So come through. It's free. Shit is free. Yeah, just uh, go to mogulevent.com, RCP, and uh, get there early, man, because it's going to be a zoo. What's going on with you, man? Chilling, man. Yeah? Chilling. I had a late Chilling. dinner tonight. I was drinking a little bit. I usually don't drink. You sauced? I'm not sauced, but I had a little drink, man. But I'm so excited right now, man. I'm yeah. so excited, man. Like, you know, being a um, first-generation American mm-hmm. by way of Haiti, man, and, 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 and being a first-generation hip-hop fan, like listening to, like, the Cold Crush Brothers, mm-hmm. right? And um, the Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five in 1978, right? Mm. And then, like, seeing the whole Brooklyn thing, like, expand and, like, hip-hop and, like, reggae. And, like, Haitians used to always get, like, the fucking, the short end of the stick. You know what I'm saying? And, like, we was like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like, what the fuck? Why are, we, why are we getting the short end of the stick? You know what I'm saying? And, like, 95, 96, this whole phenomena mm. where this whole Haitian pride thing happened where niggas wanted to be Haitian. When you go to the West Indian Day Parade and niggas wanted to be on that West Indian Day float, you know what I'm saying? And I give I got to give it up to to this cat man because he was part of that movement. Yep. You know what I'm saying, to 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 making the Haitian shit so cool. Where like Haitian right now, niggas don't even know. Niggas want to jump on that Haitian train. Don't even know <laughs> that shit was a stigma back in the day. That so. shit was hard. You know what I'm saying? Like what up to all my zoes, the online sacabasse, sacabfet. So let's welcome to the Combat Jack Show, Mr. Proswell, Michelle. What's going on, sir? What up, baby? How you doing? How you been, man? Man, I'm wonderful. Yeah, how you looking so fresh, man? You you look like a day hasn't passed. You look like you haven't spent a dollar. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Eating ginger, mm. quinoa. You know, I, I try to stay healthy, you know. Really, you know, wash my own, wash my, what, what I eat. 
take care of myself. You gotta take care of yourself, man. Health is first, period. Yes, Health, sir. then wealth, yes. then family. Is that what it is, man? For me, it is. Health, wealth, family. Your prize, you've been in this game for a long time, man. Like about how, how long? 25, 27 years? Yes, sir. How's it been for you, man? It's been great. It's great, man. It's, 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 I'm so blessed. I am the blessed person, the most blessed person on this earth, man. Haitian kid, born in Brooklyn. Like you said, they used to make fun of Haitians. I mean, I didn't really get get it like the other Haitian who first came off the boat because I was technically an American. So, you know, back in the day, I had the Quarterville, the Sheepskin, the Adidas, the Lees, mm. you know. My mom used to say, you bring a good report card home. She used to put them layaway. You know, layaway. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. She used to go downtown. So she, she had you on the quarter fields on layaway? Yeah, B. She like, listen, bring, she said, oh, oh, bring a good report card. <laughs> my boy, my boy, my boy, my quarter video. That means I'm going to give you the quarter video. You know, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, B. From the school. But, but let me ask you something, man. Mm. What I don't understand is out of the entire collective, you have a, you still have a slight accent. No? If you say so, I don't know. I mean, does, does, I think have, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a little Haitian. I always thought you were uh, fet là-bas. Parce que ka fet là-bas, you're getting the accent là. Women fet the seat, men baguette accent là. Nah. I mean, I don't really hear that, but if you say so. I mean, I, I don't hear it from people, but if you if you say so, cool. You know? First and foremost, man, congratulations. Next year, you guys are up for the nomination of an, an induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Word, thanks. The Fugees. Thank you. How's that looking, man? I mean, we see what the voters... You know what they say. I, I I can't see. I don't know. <laughs> what does that mean to you, man? Man, it's it's. Listen, man. I tell people, I'm always striving for greatness, and it's more important for me now than it was in the very beginning. Because in the beginning, you know, it was it was more like a hustle for me. Because I love hip hop, but it was like, yo, I need to get out of the hood. So let me figure out how I'm gonna get this paper. So you know, I went and found Lauren Hill. You know, put White Clef in the groove. It was like, yo, I mean, I love the music because I grew up on hip hop. Like, a lot of people are byproduct, but I remember when BLS or Kiss FM played the first hip hop record in America. Sugar Hill Gang. Now that's not considered hip hop. King Ting the Kim King Thin the Third. Running DMC. Which Sucker one? Sucker MC. But 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 prize Sucker MC. Came after the Sugar Hill Gang. Sugar Hill Gang. I mean, technically, you could say it, it's hip hop, but yes, it's not, it was. It's under the banner of hip hop, and and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to um take it, anything away from it. Sorry, this this I'm gonna turn this off. He's I'm make, not trying to take he's anything. He's making money right now. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the money. All, all this money is <laughs> flowing. All this money Yo, is flowing through the you're airwaves. Not, you're not lying. This is a real <laughs> serious, bro. You want to take this? We can always edit this. Take that call, man. Take that call. Yeah, take it, take it. Take that call. We're editing. I already, I already turned it off. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but, yeah. But, but no, listen. <laughs> Sugar Hill definitely fall under the banner of hip-hop. Yes. But, but it wasn't considered hip-hop. I hated that record. That record was horrible. Yes, it was. But I respect for what it was. I respect for... You can't deny what it did for hip-hop, though. In the sense of like, it's the same thing what MC Hammer, Young MC, Vanilla Ice did for the third wave of hip hop. For the culture. For the culture. To, bring it to a Because a, a white logical. America didn't know what that was. Right. And then once that bullshit started to fade, then you had the emerge of NWA and Naughty by Nature from the East Coast. 
And that's when it was like, then you had the Fushnikins, Lord of leaders of the new um, leaders of the new schools, and all that started to come. But when I say hip hop, I'm talking about like because when radio was playing Sugar Hill Gang, they didn't look at it as as hip hop. They looked at it like this is another version of um, Good Time. Good Time. Right. That's how they looked at it. Now, now Rogers. Yeah, they didn't know what that was. They were just like, oh, this is just another version. They, they, this, they had, this is disco. Right. They had no idea what this was. And nor did they believe it was going to become anything. But when I'm talking about hip-hop, two years ago, mm. a friend of I mine. I mean, that was, that was the first. That was the see. first. When, when Sucker MCs dropped, it was, it was a whole Because even Grandmaster Flash didn't get played on the radio. And that was really the first record. The message. The, the message. message the didn't message get was the first like official, official. Official, right. But it, it wasn't getting played on the radio. Right, right. Yo, bro, when the message came out. See, see. Let's go there, man. You take take that pause, man. You, you, need, a, you need a handkerchief, man? Hey, yo, listen. <laughs> let, let me say this to you. There's a lot of cats who probably remember that era, but they not in the same mind frame or scene that I'm in. Because if you see me, you would never think that. Like, I'm from the school of we used to wash our laces and iron our laces. Mm -hmm. and they, Like, you had to lace your sneakers, ones. yeah, a certain way. Like, there was had a... the fat green ones on the white and green Adidas. Bro, you had to... You... Like, was yo, yo, you remember how the night before you go to school, you had to know what you was going to wear? Had to crease your shit. <laughs> oh had to crease your shit, my nigga. Go to science. <laughs> yo, right, niggas don't know what the fuck that is. Yo, nigga, when you had the, when you had the cranberry mock neck, you had to get your oh whole my shit God. ready for the cranberry mock neck. Like, I remember when niggas used to get robbed for their sneakers. Remember when niggas used to put socks underneath... All right, let, let's move on, man, because you, you niggas is bringing me to a, another place <laughs> no, no, right now, No, no, let's, let's man. go to that nigga. We you there. You're bringing me to nigga. another space right now, bro. Yo, yo, prize, man, because you were so into education, man, my biggest question for you is how did you get into music? You know, I, I, I didn't know what hip-hop was until one day. My mom, in the summertime, used to send us to summer camp. For me, the summer camp, because my sister was younger. And... I was that, I was a bit weird. I was that weird kid, you know. So I remember one time these kids came to jump me, right? Where was the camp at? Somewhere in Jersey. Okay. And you remember when Cash used to work around with the boombox? Yes, yes, sir. So as I'm getting jumped by like six, seven kids. That oh. shit. That shit used to be demoralizing. Let me let me tell you something, Internet. There's nothing worse. Like, I don't know what the kids go through today, but back in the day, like the late 70s, the late 80s, when all you did was work your entire life as a kid to be fresh, Yo. and six, seven niggas would jump you, there was nothing. You could do. Like, either you could plow through them niggas like a Just Ice <laughs> nigga, but there was only one or two Just Ice but niggas. But, yo, I'm tell you a funny story, though. So, I'm getting jumped. This dude is walking by, some Pumas on, you know, tight jeans, though, these niggas is wearing now. Back then, they were wearing the tight jeans. Yes, sir. Leaves, and all you heard was boom, 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 bap, bap, boom, bap, doo doo, bap, bap, suck them seas. And while these niggas was jumping, they stopped. Everybody froze. Now, stupid me, that was my moment for me to run, but I just froze too, <laughs> listening to the music. And it was like two years ago, a friend of mine asked me to say. MC Rhyme. Yo, that shit changed my life. I'm going to tell you two things that changed my life. That part 
And after the dude walked away, them niggas continued to fuck me up. But it didn't matter to me because I felt like this was the best moment of my fucking life, right? That was that moment. So through, that was, through, through all that trauma. Bro, because I was like, yo, I was like, this is the shit I want to be in. I didn't know what it was. I was like, this is what I want to do. And then later on that year, I kept hearing about this guy named Michael Jackson. You know who the fuck? So you didn't was. know Michael Jackson from the the, the Jackson no, Five? I was no, bro. Listen, you got. I grew up in the eighties. So my, in, my, Michael came in the seventies. So the 70s, I'm not a seventy kid. Okay. I'm not a seventy right, kid. Right. I'm an eighties kid. Right. So they said something about Motown Twenty Five, some bullshit. So I stayed up to watch it because I didn't know anyone on it. I didn't know who Richard Pryor was. I didn't know who the Temptations were. I didn't know who you, Diana Ross. Did you grow up in a strong? Uh, uh, Christian family or like, like yeah, but they didn't. How, how were you cut off from this shit? I wasn't cut off because you got to remember. Think of it like this: if you were born in two thousand, right now, right, two from two thousand to two thousand and ten, you don't know what that is. But you was born in seventy two, right? Right. So I don't know anything in the seventies, like Bruce Lee. I, I mean, I, that's pop culture. Right. I come, but Bruce Lee, I remember. But, 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 the, but Bruce Lee had a reemergence in the eighties, right? So that became pop culture, just like a lot of things in the 90s now, people are getting familiar with it, is becoming pop culture. Purpose, yeah. Right, right. So I didn't know what Michael J. I didn't know any of that. So my first introduction to music was Run DMC. Damn, that's crazy. I just want to add, too, I could resonate because, like, the super groups for me was New Edition. So I was... I knew about them before I knew about Jackson Five or Word Is Born. All of that shit. Well, no, nah, I can't say that. Well, yeah, with New Edition, I, you, my, you know my what? My childhood was in the actually 90s, my so. first group that I learned about was New Edition. That's crazy. Like she gave me a bang, and then Candy, <laughs> bro. So, 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 <laughs> so yo, listen. So, so anyway, so I, so my mom, you know, very strict Christian household, Haitian. Don't play that shit. Like you can't even think something crazy. They're going to whip your ass type of shit. So I snuck to watch Motown 25. Damn. Mm. I saw that shit live too. Yo, when that nigga Michael Jackson did the moonwalk. Because I already knew what breakdancing was because I was doing that myself. When that nigga did the moonwalk, I was like, that's the shit I need to be doing. It was just that's what it was. So that's how I got into this whole the music. And I was in a choir in the church. So, so did, 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 you, did you start writing? Were you trying to write songs? Were you trying to write rhymes? I was doing everything. I was writing songs. I was writing rhymes. So, so when we were in like when we were in a cafeteria, you know, you had somebody that would do the beatbox because Fat Boys was big. Fat Boys <laughs> was amazing. Amazing. First album. Listen, incredible. Don't know. Yeah, yeah, they don't know. Always we, we, Fat we, Boys. we just having a this that is first like album? Yo, this conversation is like an inside joke. Because no one know what the fuck we're talking about. Like, if you under 35, you'll have no idea what we're talking about. Fat but, boys but, are back. Ooh, come on, man. And so so either somebody was doing the beatbox or somebody was beating on the on the table. And, you know, we write our little rhymes and come in, you know, spit our little rhymes, whatever. And, you know, I used, I used to just do my little thing, you know what I'm saying? And then um, when I got into high school, I got deeper into it. That's when I'm so sophomore year. When I met Lauren Hill, she was in eighth grade. You met her. But how old was she at the time? So I was fourteen. She was eleven. No, sorry, I was thirteen. She was ten or eleven, something. Ten like or eleven. Mm-hmm. And and you spoke to her parents, right? You were like, you I know, went like- to her parents' house because once I met her, I fell in love with her. My homegirl Marcy introduced me to her because her and I had a group together, and she like, yo, because I I had this, I had this 
fascination of having two girls and me in this group. Was it Ta Tony Orlando and Dawn? What, what, what was the inspiration, man? Remember Tony Orlando and Dawn? No, Tony Orlando, they, they had the, he had the two singers. Like that, that, that was a '70s no. shit. Like, but you know what? I was inspired by Prince also. Yes, I remember he used to have Wendy chicks. and Lisa. Wendy and Lisa. So anyway, so I was like, so she introduced me to Lauren. She sung for me, Eyes on the Sparrow. Fell in love with her, and then I went. I said, let me go meet your parents because she was because I knew her brother. Her brother and I had a class together. So I went to meet her parents and told her parents, listen, I'm gonna make your daughter a star. But how the fuck do you know what a star is? at 13 years old, and not knowing that the industry is real at the time? Like, what's, what's your motivation? Like, I didn't know the industry was real until I was fucking 20. Yo, listen, let me tell you something, B. And I'm going to tell you this. this. This is the DNA of who I am. I always believe I was embarking on greatness, even though I had no idea I was naive to what that meant, but I knew I was destined for something. And that's no bullshit. So I was like, yo, I'm gonna make you I'm gonna make your daughter stuff. But so at the same time, nigga, you're not even New York, man. You in Jersey. So the fuck the, what? The, there's no there's no labels in Jersey at the uh, time. So like how are you thinking? Like even I grew up in Brooklyn. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I seen cats. I'm in I I, I eventually worked in the industry, yeah. but it took me time to realize that the industry was right. What made you think, what gave you the fucking audacity to think not only that you could get in the street, but you could sign somebody into the industry? I, yo, bro, it was just what I believe. Like, I just, I'm just that. You saw, you saw it? Yeah, B. I, you, listen, what you're saying to me was so foreign. Like, I didn't, you're right. I was in Jersey. There was nothing going on in Jersey. Nothing. Like, you couldn't get Lat no Latifah wasn't popping at the time. No, she was popping. At the time. So so we're talking about like 87, Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She was okay. popping, but that didn't mean anything. Right. Like, fuck that, man. I didn't know who Latifah was, you know? I mean, we went to, we crossed each other path in school, whatever. But that didn't mean anything to me, man. It was like, yo, somehow I'm going to figure this shit the fuck out. That's always been my model to this day. Let me tell you something, man. Let me, let me say this to you. You see me sitting here right now, bro? The average individual could not be sitting where I'm sitting at right now coming from where I came from. I don't let the average individual into this room, though. I mean, honestly, but... I'm, I'm telling you, like, in, like, I'm... I, my, my... Who I am is being guided by the higher force. Mm. Real talk. Like, period. So, at 11 years old, who is Lauren Hill? Like, what is Lauren Hill? What do you see in Lauren Hill? I saw this, yo, when she saw Eyes on the Spiral for me, mm. man. She had just got booed off the Apollo. I didn't, I didn't let that deter me, man. I was like, this woman is special. Like, I knew she was special. Did she, she spit at the time? Did she, did she? No, 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 no. She wasn't spit. She was just a singer. So she didn't rhyme at the time? No. How did the rhyming come into her life? So I went to her one day when we started to record. So now at this point, it's me, Lauren... Wyclef, and I think Marcy was still in the group. And Marcy was, you said, like, I've heard a prior interview where you said, when you look at Lauren, you see her as, like, the pinnacle of, like, the woman MC. But this chick, Marcy, was some other shit. Yeah, let me put it like this to you. If Marcy had stayed in the group, like, Lauren's incredible. Never I mean, Lauren is, is God MC. Marcy would have been five times, five, ten times that. 
I, I can't comprehend. I, I don't comprehend. I'm saying to you, now, if you put Marcy next to Lauren Hill right now, there's no comparison. Right. I'm talking about if you took both of them. The and potential we, at the time. And we all accelerating at the same time, like developing at the same time, developing at the same time. She stayed with the group. I promise you, she, yo, they would make they would make a shrine for her, like in, at the White House. Like, the fuck? Yeah, wow. she's that incredible. So at the same time, dude, like as as you focus on the music industry, you also focus on uh, I mean, on on education. Mm. You spend a year at Yale. Mm. Well, what would you study? Like, it, it's not a fucking joke to get into Yale, dude. I was a philosophy psychology major, so I went to Yale and Rutgers. Okay. Yeah, psych philosophy, psychology. I just loved that. And, and then did a concentration in, in economics. And at what point do you like, yo, I, I got to jump back into the music? I never said I have to jump. I, I never jumped out. It was just more like I did it because it was happening. And it was like, you know, my mom's and something for me to do while I'm getting this music thing popping. You feel me? It wasn't like I'm putting the music. Listen, let me explain something to you. And I tell people this all the time. In life, whatever it is you want to do, if you want to be a rapper, ball player, whatever, there's a lot of sacrifice you're going to have to do. You can't do that thing part-time. It's never going, you're never going to prevail like that. So, I, yo, bro, I was recording 12 hours and sleeping for two and going to school for another fucking five hours. I mean, it was like that. And then, you know, my junior year, after my junior year, I realized I'm going to have to drop the fuck out like I can't I can't I mean you start going crazy like, you start, start going crazy voices. but 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 the point I'm saying to you is it, it, it was never a switch for me oh okay I'm gonna switch it on I'm gonna switch it off when people do that man you're not gonna get the results you're looking for so you meet Lauren you you have this other chick Marcy in the group mm. um and then how do you meet Wyclef and what's your first impression of Wyclef no I, I already knew Wyclef right. so met him church so Wyclef had already had another group popping because he was three years older than me. So the things he could do when I was 12, I couldn't do because he was 15. Like, like what? Like, like I couldn't go out the house past fucking 5 o'clock. <laughs> I could only go out the house to throw out the garbage. And and and, and, and there was a time limit on that. Like, yo, <laughs> fuck took three, you so long three, to throw out this three, garbage. Three minutes, B. Three <laughs> you know minutes, stop. <laughs> you know them Haitians, B? Like, they on some other shit, you know, especially back then. Yes. I don't know what it is right now, but back then, my mom used to believe, look, let me tell you something. I'll put you on this earth, I can take you off this earth. That was her philosophy, period. Like, she understand, what's the shit they got? Dreyfus or Dyfus? Dyfus. Or family, child. Is it Dyfus? Dyfus, yeah. My mom had no comprehension what the sa. fuck that Ki meant. Like, what the fuck la. are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> you want to tell me how to fucking <laughs> discipline my child, my children? discipline. <laughs> Yeah, on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You already know, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yo, so 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 Wyclef, when you see Wyclef, because to me, to me as an outside looking in, man, like Wyclef is one of the most talented cats. Now, aside from Lauren, he's one of the most talented cats that I've ever given my attention and my time to in hip hop. Mm. Is that is that is that would you say that's valid or Yeah, I think he's talented, definitely. I always admire him, his talent. You know, you take all the bullshit aside, I think very talented, the core, to the core of who he is, yeah. So how do you go from the rap translator group mm. to the Fugees? Because you guys were, were named the rap translator. Yeah, we had to change the name because somebody else. Had a rap translator? It was a rock group. 
Rap Translator. No, it was called the Translator Crew. We was called the Translator Crew. And so, you know, let me explain something to you. I keep trying to tell you, man. When the universe... I like when you keep trying to tell me, dude. <laughs> when, when the universe is plotting for you, yes, sir. shit is fucking happening. Because when you sit back and think about it, Translator Crew would have not fucking worked. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Okay. Nope. You see, you see how the universe works. <laughs> yeah. Universe. By the way, the fucking group that had the name. So let me tell you the funny story uh -oh. about this group. Rock group named Translator. Where group. they from, man? No idea. But I'm gonna say this to you. They were signed in Columbia, mm. which was the label we were signed to. They've been together for 20 years at that time. They suck. Never put out one single fucking record. But the label just loved them. Damn. <laughs> Is that not the most fucking craziest shit? So they blocked you. So the universe blocked you. You can't have this name. But because the universe was like, that fucking name ain't going to work for you guys. We got something better. We got but, something but better But how do you, you come with the Fugees? Because it was Refugees. Refugees. That was the name. We, like, we were like, yo, we Haitian. We Refugees. Let's call ourselves Refugees. And I was like, yo, that's dope, but... No, that shit sound a little bit too Haitian. How do you have the balls <laughs> to move towards the Haitian culture as opposed to against it? Because I remember growing up. Niggas was from Canada. I'm older than you. from Paris. Yeah, I know that shit. I'm yeah. older than you. Niggas, every, every Haitian I knew was Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> every Haitian I knew was Jamaican because that was the coolest fucking West Indian yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Haitian nigga, you a monkey yeah, nigga, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. that whole shit with the AIDS mm -hmm, thing and the whole night. Mm -hmm. How do y'all niggas run towards the Haitian culture, man? Yo, bro, let me tell you something. When I was growing up, my parents taught me the history. Well, I was a history geek. Like, I love history. And my mom and them would tell me about history. You know, Haiti being the first republic. You know, 1804. You know, Three Musketeers was written by a Haitian. Chicago was discovered by a Haitian. The 21... Uh, the Louisiana Purchase, 21 States, was because of Haiti. New I was like, damn. And niggas get yeah, your mom was up. on it like that. Yeah, and, 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 and I was like, yo, why are they playing Haitians out like that? And then obviously I started, and you, you, but I don't know if you noticed back in the 80s, remember um, Zulu Nation, all that shit? So you always had that one friend that was that black extremist yes, sir. reading the books. and So I had this one friend were feeding me shit. So I was taking some of that shit in. And when I got introduced to Bob Marley, because mm. my my uncles used to listen to that dude, but I never paid attention to him at that time. Because, you know, when you're younger... The vibrations that, was different. That was like old shit, right? When I got into high school, I went to... I bought a, um, a cassette called Soul Rebel. And I, and I listened to Bob Marley like every fuck day change yo that shit changed who i am made me be want to get into philosophy and get into like you know higher knowledge and all that type of stuff so yeah so that's how it became about so you guys end up with the name fujis yes sir because of the whole refugee situation yes sir and i remember when y'all first dropped the album my boy my cousin fritz celeste was like yo, there's a haitian rap group Named fucking the Fugees. You were like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and it was the first album, Blunted on Reality. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, they Haitian. And I heard it. I was like, get, get these niggas the fuck out of here. Because right, 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 right. it, it, was, it was a flop. But right. did you ever think when you made that shift um, from um, rap, rap Translator? 
to Fuji's that you're all going to be so big? I always believe it's going to be big. Like how, my nigga? Like, is, it, is, that, is that some extra voodoo shit that we don't know about? No, it's voodoo? It's, listen, bro, let me explain something to you. When you know you're part of something that's bigger than you, you feel it. Like, like you know, I used to always think, I remember, and God bless his soul, rest in peace, Michael Jackson, but I remember this time I used to rock with him, like talk to him every day and shit, right? And one day I asked him, like, yo, Mike, do you know the impact, like, you had on this planet, man? Like, because I was like, maybe he doesn't know. You know what he said to me? He said, I know I'm the matter and the atom to this universe. <laughs> the atom? You know what an atom is, B? Yes, sir. That's everything. It's like the core. It's like the that's, core of that's matter. Everything, that's yeah. everything. I'm the matter of the atom. Of the atom. So he knows. So he knew. So what I'm saying to you is, it's you like. You have that awareness. Yo, listen. I know Einstein knew he was touching and barking on something. Just like, you know, you know. You know what I mean? You don't. You you have this feeling. That's that's what leads you to do what you do. Like, I knew my group was special. Even though Blunt wasn't, you know, critically acclaimed. Well, it was somewhat critically acclaimed. But it wasn't. It wasn't. um commercially successful i mean y'all saw y'all saw four copies yeah the first week yeah nigga who does four copies the first week <laughs> i'm not gonna say it y'all niggas sold four copies yeah. the first week man first week four and, and and i know my mom bought one of those four <laughs> wait 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 I'm, we're jumping all over the place man we're jumping yeah. all over the place as you guys, before you guys get the record deal, one of the things that's special about you is the live performances are unfuckwittable. You, yeah. You're opening it for Ice Cube. You, you're opening it for Latifah. You're on tour with Latifah. Mm -hmm. You're opening it for Biggie. Biggie. Yeah. Like the, the, the late Notorious. Yeah, we went on. B.I.G. We you guys know you're dope. Yeah. And then you do this album. Mm -hmm. Like, what the, f like, how do you get the deal, number one? So, wait, they was doing the tours before no that. not before no while during like while the record was flopping while right. it flopped like oh, how do you okay. get the deal and then how do you get on these tours and how does that feel we got bro the, the the only way i can explain any of this to you for you to really understand what it is is there are certain things that are just meant to happen and you can't if i sat here and try to really dissect it and explain it it won't even make sense to you like, none of it makes sense, right? To the point where how I got to this guy, Khalees Bayon, who changed my life. Who part, part, part of the whole Cool in the Game, in the game yes. Right. Who introduced me to um, the guy who became my manager, David Sonnenberg, who then went and got us a deal, who was managing Jimmy Iovine at the time when mm. Jimmy just started Interscope. Jimmy Iovine wanted to sign us, but I made a conscious decision to go with fucking... Rough House. Rough House, because I liked what they were doing with Cypress Sales and the GOAT. And Jimmy Iovine offered us did, the did, most did money. Did they have Criss Cross at the time also? Yeah, they had Criss Cross. Right. Jimmy Iovine offered us the most. I went with the least. We only got a buck twenty-five. Jimmy Iovine was offering us six hundred thousand dollars. Like it, everything, the way it happened, the way it went down, it was supposed to happen like that. Like I be telling people, like when you look at this guy Donald Trump, for example, he didn't even think he was going to win. I knew he was going to win. Like, it was supposed to happen, whether you like it or not. There are things that happen that you just can't explain 
how and why it happened. It just is. Period. Look at Steve Jobs, for example. Think about it. This is a guy who started Apple. He goes to some investors. They put in some money. The shit flop. They kick him off. They take his company away from him. They can't do anything with the company. Cut to 1996. Now, mind you, this is in the 80s. 96, you know, during that time, he's doing his comeback, whatever, get his paper right. Goes to these same guys in 96 and say, listen, I want to buy this company back from you. They wanted to give it to him for free because the company was worth nothing to them. He took that company. Four years later, he introduced the iPod. Mm. That's not by mistake, bro. You don't make mistakes like that. And they got nothing from it. They got nothing from it. You feel what I'm saying to you? There are things that just is what it is. Like, Marcy was not supposed to be in the Fugees. Mm. As great as she was. This woman played eight instruments at that time. Sung at that time. Act at that time. That's how Lauren Hill got into acting. Because she got Lauren Hill into acting. Because she was doing sister Broadway. Too, she got into yeah. Actor, right? You feel what I'm saying to you? So it's like, bro, I'm not even supposed to be here. Technically speaking, I'm some fucking Haitian dude. Grew up in the church. Bro, you know how many Haitians in my position that were better than me, look better than me, smarter than me, didn't make it because it wasn't supposed to happen to them. That's why I'm so blessed. Yo, let me ask you something, man. What was your role in putting the Fuji's together, man? Everything. Let me ask you something. I don't let, mean let, to let, sound let, like let, LeVar Ball right now. No, let me, <laughs> let, let, let's, let's get into it. Let's, get your LeVar Ball up. <laughs> but like, like one of the biggest jokes is like, yo, Proz is the luckiest nigga in a rap game because mm-hmm. he got he hooked up with these two fucking super talented acts right and blew up right. but i want you to tell you tell us for the first like like what was your role in this because what i also hear on the other side is like you're the heart and the glue and the soul of this group yep. yeah first of all i'm gonna tell you this someone once told me this luck is a talent in itself fortune mm. some people master the trade of luck. And when you look at luck, it's about you trust your intuition. So if I'm lucky, then why am I damn near richer than most of the top 10 rappers out here anyway? Mm. That's not luck. That's a motherfucker who's sitting here, use your ingenuity, know how to spot talent, know how to use your intuition and follow it and make it work. So if I'm lucky, I'd rather be lucky than brilliant. You ever heard that before? If you had to be lucky with Brian, which one you rather be? I'd be fortunate. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's my answer to that, playboy. Hey, yo, internets, this episode of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Bevel. Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. It's dermatologist approved and proven to prevent and reduce razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. The Bevel razor uses a single blade. Not three, four, five, multiple blades like all those other caca blade companies that will fuck chafe, just gash through your shit. One blade, which cuts hair above the skin, not beneath, so you could avoid those painful ingrown hairs. It's the smartest shave. Your first kit comes with everything you need to get started. The bevel razor and brush as well as priming oil, shave cream, and a restoring balm and as many blades as you'll need until your next kit arrives. Nine to ten customers continue to come back. Because they see results, a clean shave that leaves skin smooth and reduces razor bumps. Go to getbevel.com slash jack to check out the fantastic 
line of Bevel products and support this podcast. That's getbevel.com slash Jack. Start shaving smarter today with Bevel. Get the fuck out of here with all those other boondois fucking shaving systems. And now back to the show. So, so let me ask you something. What, what was the process of, rec- of recording the first album, man? Blunted on reality. Like who? Like what was the production process like? Were y'all on your own? Did y'all get yeah, this deal from Rough House? Yeah, yeah. From we, Chris and Chris. Yeah, so, so, so basically, the production company we were assigned to, um, Kalis, they pretty much did the bulk of the production. We did production, but they were there with us, right. which was Clef really, and Jerry Wonder. You know, I was helping out, whatever, and. But then after that, when we started going on the road, we kind of like really knew what we wanted to do, and we took the initiative. So I can say this to you. The Fugees is the perfect blend of like we are the hip-hop version of the Avengers, meaning that if I wasn't there, they wouldn't exist so who are you, Captain if, America or Iron Man? Well, I don't know what I am. Right. But I haven't thought of that that far we'll, deep. We'll in. get there. We'll get there we, next. But, but <laughs> if Lauren wasn't in the group, we wouldn't have popped off. Right. If Clef wasn't in the group. So it took all three of us because each of us were special and great at what we did. And it just, the blend was just perfect. Because I could sit here and say, if it wasn't for me, Nobody would know the Fuji's because I'm the one who fucking came up with Killing Me Softly. Right. I could say that. Right. Lauren could say, well, nigga, if I didn't sing this shit, nobody would give a fuck because it was 20 niggas before me who sung it. Luther Vandross, Whitney Houston, everybody sung that record before me. It didn't pop off. My version popped off because my vocals were on it. True indeed. Clef could be like, one time, two time, that gave me that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying to you? Like, hey, yo, bro, if you got a Wraith, what's more important, the engine or the key? Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to you? It's just one of those chicken or the egg type of situation, you know? So everything that happened, I kind of like masterful, masterfully crafted it to happen the way it happened. The only thing that I wish I had more control over were the situation with Clef and Lauren. Right. We'll get to that. Right. We'll That's the only thing that. that I wish I had more control. Right. But other than that, bro. One thing I didn't know was that the album, you guys completed the album in 1992 when the shit was like more hardcore, like right. it had Onyx and the whole yeah, nine. Yeah. The album didn't drop until 1995. No, no, it dropped in 94. 94. So like two yeah. years later. Yeah. Why? Politics? Uh, like the, 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 the fucking. No, not politics. Actually, we finished it and then. They dropped a single in, we, actually, we fin- yeah, I don't know how it happened, but I know we dropped a single in, 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 in i never forget, it was the fall of 93. Yeah. Wait, the album came out in 93? Oh, ni- Yeah, what? album came out in 93 or 94. No, sorry, album came out in 94. The Two sing- years after y'all finished it. Yeah, the album hip-hop came- moves, well, hip-hop was moving super fast. Well, here, yeah, we came in, so in anything in life, you either want to be the first one or the last one. Not the... You never want to be in the middle because if you're in the middle, you're getting caught out there, right? So we, we caught that wave, the Onyx, the Fushnikins, that... Ah, aggressive that, the aggressive when you shit. Look at, when you look at Blood Tone on Reality, yeah, that shit gr- is like... Yeah, <laughs> that was that whole hip-hop I, I, shit, I, I, right? I expected y'all niggas to have like fucking machetes right, and right, shit. Right, 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 right. The hammer's like right, fucking... But that was, that, was, that, was, that was the shit. Right. By the time... A we, big lock on your neck. Right. By the time we drop, 
you know when I knew it was over? Never forget this. We went to this college radio station with us. Taish Harris was this promotion woman in Columbia who, who had Nas. She was in love with Nas. And she took us to the radio station. And we are sitting outside <coughs> waiting to be interviewed. This little small nigga, I see a small nigga walk in. <laughs> Who's that small nigga? You know, you know where I'm going with this? Nah, I don't so know. listen, so this nigga walks in and start interviewing the nigga. And then the nigga played his record. I sat there. What was the record? Hold on. I looked at Clef. I said, Numui. That means in Creole. We're dead. We're dead. Numui. Because I knew that nigga shifted. That was the shift. Nas? Nope. Nas came a second later. Buckshot. Oh, shit. I knew we were who done. Who got the props, all that shit? No, not, no. Who got the props was before that. So, Remember when he, oh, come follow me. I got you. That record, could we going in with Boof Pop? Marvin was like, right, right. So we coming We just finished shooting the video. We on crack cocaine right now. Bobby Brown type of shit, right? These niggas is on ecstasy. Yo. We sit down. I told you, small nigga with his little fucking bucket hat comes yep. walking in. I knew Smooth. it was over. I knew it was done. But we were troopers. We were like, yo, we're going to ride this. We Haitian, nigga. We're going to ride this one out. So we didn't have the records, but let me tell you what we had. We had the shows. Mm. So that's what kept us alive. Because like I said, y'all were training like yeah. with, with the best, with, with Latifah. But, so with, now with, I'm with Ice Cube and the whole nine. So what saved us... For about a year, Salam Remy saved us with the remix. How did Salim, Salam come into the joint, man? So my product manager, Jeff Burroughs. What was, up, Jeff Burroughs? I've yeah, known Jeff Burroughs yeah, since yeah. college, my man. So I went to Jeff Burroughs when they were like, yo, nigga, why are we not at the Grammys? I just happened to ask that nigga that shit, you know. He said, you dumb Haitian nigga. Mm. That's because you only sell 12 records. You want to be at the Grammys? Get a fucking hot record. So you know I'm gonna fix you niggas, man. Cause you Haitian niggas, I like your Haitian niggas, but y'all niggas be. Yo, I go back with Jeff, man. Yo, Jeff, my nigga. No, I, I go back when he was in dental school. I could tell you stories about Jeff. Oh Jeff. wow, okay. I was in law school. He was in dental school, like from Syracuse to fucking Howard. I, I know fucking Jeff Burrows. So Salam was on fire with the Buckshot remix, but that he did, you know, Supercat, all that shit. So he's like, listen, I'm gonna bring you to this dude named Salam. Brings it to Salam to do a remix. Y'all old. niggas was dead. Yeah. How, how does how did they not drop y'all? I think it sold forty five hundred copies. Yo, so the shows it got to be the shows. No, the y'all shows, niggas was they dead. Did, they did believe they didn't know what the fuck to do with us, but they were like, just like these motherfuckers they cult, do. You cultivating a following. Let's not close the budget yet. Yeah, I had a budget of five thousand dollars. So we do the remix. Which one, Nappy Heads? Nappy Heads. Wow, that's what saved our life. And by the way, the record, the company didn't even believe in that fucking record. Salam happened to be friends with Flex and said, Flex, yo, because Salam, not friends, he was working with Flex. Flex would kind of like play the better of the music, you know, and it was just like this annoying music in the background. And at some point, Flex just, Chiba Chiba, y'all, well, I'm a Libra, y'all, bum, 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 bum. That beat. Yeah, I was tight. Y'all niggas got me because I heard the fucking remix first. 
then bought the first album. And I was like, ah, yeah. But then the vocab was the next single. Yeah. The next single. And the vocab was like the, like when y'all did the vocab remix. Because the first vocab remix was some old guitar shit. And y'all niggas like the next remix. I was like, yo. And I was like, yo, these niggas is crazy, but they don't have an album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after that, label was like, okay. If y'all can figure this whole shit, y'all niggas Salam, Remy, Haitian shit, shit, all out. that shit. Whack album, dope album shit yeah, yeah. out. Y'all may have something. And we went back to the drawing board. Yo, let me ask you something, man. How did Lauren develop as an MC? Because you met her as a Also, oh, so let me tell you what happened. So I think I told, I forgot to tell you. So why would, so the one thing that I'm great at, I'm a strategist. So I went to Lauren one day and I said, yo, this is doing the whole booth pop thing. I said, yo, you know what would be crazy? If you can spit. She said, what do you mean? I said, yo, you got MC Light, Salt and Pepper, Queen Latifah. I mentioned Roxanne Shante. And the reason I mentioned her, I went and bought all their CDs and had her study it. I said, if you can spit, man, you'll be the most dangerous motherfucker on the planet. The rest is history. I don't understand that because... You can buy CDs for anybody, and they'd be anybody. Lauren, to this date, is one of the top MCs of all no, of time. No, of course, of course. Of, of all time. Of course. Like, you know that. No, of like, course. You can't just play records for any fucking Joe Schmo, Jane Schmain, and they'd be the, she's one of the fucking well, she's a best savant. MCs of all times. Right. It, it just, like, I, 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 I pity it, any nigga rhyming after her. Nah, it goes back to what I was saying to you. The universe was plotting for us. I didn't know she was a monster. I just came up with the idea. Like, yo, it'd be dope if you... So we was writing some shit for her, whatever. And then we wrote like two rhymes for her. And the rest, she wrote all her shit. And we was like, yo, I'm good. So when you hear... when you hear, what, what, When's the first time you hear Lauren? It's like, yo, oh my God. We got a Nas here. We got a Jay-Z. We got a Biggie here. Like, when when, when do you realize this chick... I'm going to tell you when I first... When I, when I knew... I mean, I knew she was nice, but I'm going to tell you when I knew she was dangerous. Even on Fuji Live, because that's the first record we recorded. Yeah, dope, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When she did, how many mics do I rip oh, on a deli? Oh, yeah. Many, many. That verse? That wordplay was sick. Yeah, I knew she was. Do so y'all niggas get nervous? Like, oh, shit. Like, the chick is, like, like honestly. Her pen game is crazy. Like, do y'all get nervous? Like, yo. yo. We were kids, man. We was, you know, we just was each other, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, say this. Nah, don't say that. Oh, you be dope, you say this shit. You know, like, it was just vibes, you know? So Columbia, they they look at y'all. Like, Rough House Columbia, like, all right. Y'all got two remixes. Y'all doing the shows. <laughs> We'll give you all a little, because I worked in the industry at the time. Mm. I know the budget. Like, like a good budget was like 300000 We got a buck 25 A buck 25 That's like, uh. get, get, uh, your niggas signed like priority or whatever. No mm. shots of priority. Mm. Your niggas get a, a budget for one twenty five. How do y'all approach the score? We said we're going to build our own studio. Booger Basement? Mm-hmm. So we built Which the- is already existing at the time, right? Yeah, but we had it didn't it, it did, but it didn't. I mean, like we went and got equipment because we knew we couldn't afford to go rent studio and all that. So we like we're gonna build our own studio, put the money into it. We could only afford two 
um, uh, producer at the time. That was Salam. He got 25K. So this is out of, out of 125. He got 25K. He got, um, then we had Diamond D. Paid him like 10K. And the rest, so we each made, the three of us each made $1,200 from the one buck 25. Right. And that shit was like, yo, I get to buy. Instead of ice, eating, were you buying iceberg? No, I'm saying as far as, I was thinking about my food. Because I was eating, you know. Chicken wings. Chicken wings and fried rice hard. <laughs> you, you know now? You going to Mr. Chow's now? No, I didn't even know what the fuck that was at the time. <laughs> I go to Kentucky Fried Chicken because I was like. Oh, that's a step up. That's a, what? With the biscuits? <laughs> yeah, stop playing, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Fuji La. Fuji yeah. La. Arguably yeah. one of the biggest records of all time. Mm. Was a mistake. Let's talk about that. Mistake. Well, yes and no. It was mistake. Well, it was so funny because Salam had to be. It was for Fat Joe. I got to give a how, big how shout out to Fat Joe. How did y'all get it from Fat Joe. Joe? We didn't get it from Fat Joe. It was for Fat Joe. Fat Joe didn't like the record. Wow. Salam played it for Clef and Lauren. They called me like, yo, you need to get your ass over here to the city. Hear this shit. So I go, 4th of July. I never forget it. 4th of July weekend. I go to the city. I listen to the record. I ain't going to lie to you. I didn't understand what the fuck it was. I didn't get the beat. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Because my ears is more commercially appeal. Like, I have a commercial ear, right? So <clears throat> I was like, I didn't know what that was. And then she went and tried her hooks on it. She tried like a thousand hooks. Spent the whole day. Retired, ready to leave. As we about to leave, I hear go. I was like, yo, what the fuck is that? She said, what? I said, what was that you just humming? She said, humming what? I said, hum that shit you was just humming while you was packing your shit. And she got on the mic and started humming the shit. Ooh, la, 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 la. Gunshot! I said, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is it. Amazing. Word. Am just my chick. I knew it was it. She didn't even want to use that record because she had did it for her friends, some some mixtape shit they were doing. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Shit for a mixtape. Mixtape. We got a we got Yo, a budget for 125. Come on, come on, man. Killing me softly was killing killing Soundboy. Mm -hmm. Like, how did that how did that shift? She didn't like killing me softly. Why not? She just thought it was too R and B. I'm like, yo, this is the one, yo. You knew, bro. It's my idea to do the record, so I had to know. <laughs> That's not something you do by mistake, right? You don't just get up and say. You a hip hop group? Let's do, and you, let's do how? There's no way some something in the universe has to bring that shit to you. In that era, ninety four, ninety five, and like you said, it was other artists who made an attempt. Yeah, but I I know ten. Di I can name you ten different artists that resung that record. And Fuck the man. difference was, and that were huge monsters: Luther, Whitney, out of here. But it wasn't hip hop. It wasn't. It wasn't Fuji shit. Yeah. And, it's, and and even then, when y'all recorded that shit, rap radio wasn't fucking with y'all. It was a rap, it was a rock radio that fucked with y'all. The right? rock record played it first. K rock. K rock. Wow, like how does K rock break so the Fugees? How does so how does fucking K rock? Well, because break the Fugees. We were known for our show, so yeah, I remember. Even though we were hip hop, we were considered like somewhat rock and roll, alternative, all that singing, shit. Because they, they singing, they got the band. This is cool. They just need that hit record. So the rock station, this DJ was like, let me show you how God works. The name of the record originally was called Killing a Soundboy. The dude 
heard the Fuji come out, Fuji Live. He liked Fuji Live, but he couldn't play it. He looks at the back of the fucking album, and he sees Killing Me Softly. And he's like, yo, what the fuck is this? This can't be Killing Me Softly, Roberta Flack. Played it? That nigga went straight to radio with the shit. Now, had he seen Killing, Killing a Song Boy, he would have never even tried to listen to it. Right. You right. see how the universe works? Yeah, I keep yeah, trying yeah. to keep going back the to the right, universe. The right directions, the right decisions at the mm-hmm. right time, man. Um, you guys didn't have, like, with regard to the label, they supported you, they gave you a second chance. But the expectations weren't big. They were like, if you go gold, you're good. I told them niggas we were going to sell 10 million records. Why? How? Like, what the fuck? Yo, bro, Guys, listen. What are you smoking? Let me say something to you. Sour up free man. After I, I remember, man, I'm going to tell you something, man. When the album was done, it was completely done, mixed, mastered. Well, it wasn't mastered. It was mixed. It was done. It was sequenced, everything. And one day I went to Booker Basement. i never forget. It was a daytime. And I just sat in the studio by myself, and I listened to the whole album all the way down. Skits, the whole nine job, everything, Forte, everything. Everything, everything. I cry. Why'd you cry? Because I knew God was good. I knew we we did what we were supposed to do. We was like, yo, when Source Magazine were like, them two niggas is whack, send them back to Haiti, whatever. Keep they did that shit? Yeah, Source Magazine did that bullshit. That's when the motherfuckers out of publication. Wait, wait, they said them two Haitian niggas sent them back? Like, what, who's on the cover? I was like, I'm not even from Haiti. Like, why I'm going back to Haiti for? Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> nigga send me, tell them go back to Brooklyn. Don't send me back to Haiti. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Send me to Mise, yo. But anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we were like, yo, we're going. That's why it's called the score, cause we were settling the score. That's why we named the album the score. So, I listened to the album, man. I was like, man, you know how you do something, man. You just proud of something you did, man. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. I was just proud, man. I was really proud, like. Wow, I came a long way. You know? So you guys go from projected at goal, which mm. is 500,000. Mm. You guys are chasing LNS, LNS Morissette. You guys become the number one record in the country. At what point do you get your first royalty check? That is a million dollars. You get your first royalty check of all time. Because you didn't get no royalty check from Blunted on Reality. Oh, no, no, we didn't. Uh, I got my million dollars almost instantly, like within wow. three, four months. What the fuck you do with a million dollar check, dude? Bro, I was out of my mind. Can- Kentucky Fried Chicken, like nah, you and no, no more Kentucky Fried Chicken now. I'm starting to venture into the grill. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Charles, Nobu. Yo, yo, I start fucking with Mr. Charles. Yeah, not Nobu yet. I didn't get into Nobu yet. That satay chicken is fucking amazing, B. Yeah, I start fucking with Mr. Charles. Yeah. How's that change your life, man? Yeah, man, no, it's, you know, I wanted more. I was like, this can't be it. Now, you was able to get that million-dollar royalty because the budget was so low. Yeah. You guys recouped that ten times over, I would imagine. We recouped that the first week. Wow. And then your publishing check is $5 million mm-hmm. independently each. Mm-hmm. My nigga, what do you, what, like, like, what the, how, like, how, like, I, I can't even comprehend like the next day you come out, what do you do? The next day after you know, five you, months, you go do the shit that everybody does. You go buy the house, cars. you go buy your mama house. I didn't, I, but you know what? Were you, were you I, small I never, with your money? I, I never was excessive. You know? Did I'm, you get a Rolex? Nah, I hate that watch. My first watch I ever bought was an AP. Okay. I was the first nigga 
to wear an AP. Okay. Facts. Just like I'm the first nigga to wear Patek. Facts. You know, um, I went and bought an AP Platinum Skeleton Face, $190,000. Mm. You could afford it. That's, that's easy. That's a drop in the bucket. At that time. Still is, but yeah. So let me ask you something, man. Like the like the Fuji's is the hottest group on the planet, mm. and 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 like I said before, man, niggas is looking at Laura, niggas is looking at 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 Wyclef, niggas is looking at Praz. But do you feel a certain way that 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 Lauren and 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 Wyclef have a certain level of heat that you don't? Not at all. Why? Because I just don't. I'm not cut like that. I'm a ultimate the ultimate team player. I never see a nigga's success or pockets and feel like I want that or I should be that. Never. That's why I can sit here today and say I'm blessed. And, and when I say I'm blessed, man, you know, people be saying that shit. They throw that word out very loosely. Bro, these not these are not loose words that I'm just hurling around here, B. I'm blessed like, nigga, I live in Soho. I live in Beverly Hills. Mm. I drive a $400,000 car. Which is? Rafe. Mm. Okay. My wrist look like a shish kebab, B. This is 50 racks right here. <laughs> this right here is a Patek B, 100 mm. grand. And, and this is this is one, this is my everyday watch, hey, bro. Light. This is light. I'm blessed, bro. Like, so what the fuck am I mad about? And by the way, my best is yet to come. My mm. best is around the corner in my mind. I haven't even touched upon my greatness yet. I haven't. What I've been doing is making sure the group got to where it got to. Right. Now it's my turn. I'm good. I'm happy Clef was killing it. I'm happy Lauren was killing it. And you know how, you, by the way, you know how you know I was happy? Because I was on the road supporting that nigga. I was supporting Lauren. That's how you know what I'm saying is facts. I never once hated on their success. And I never did, never will. If anything, I was a fucking cheerleader. Real talk. Because that's how my heart is. That's why I'm blessed. Feel me? So when, when these pussy niggas out here talking about this nigga's lucky... Nah, nigga, I'm blessed because God knows my heart. He know what I do. It's not about luck. So God gives me that, that ingenuity. He put that shit in my brain cells to be able to do what I'm doing and not be a statistic like these fucking niggas I had that come out here, they're killing the game, and then you, you, hear, you read about them years later, niggas is broke. You know how I many broke niggas out here? Yo, let me explain something to you. You got niggas out here thinking because they making a million, two million, five million dollars. They think them niggas think that's that's they rich. That's not nigga, I'm building wealth. I'm not trying to be rich. I was rich when I was fucking 16 years old when I got two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on some bullshit. How'd you get two hundred and fifty thousand? Hustling, not hustling like that, but like did a show for some did a record for some nigga in Japan and I was making This is before the Fuji's? Yeah, this is why the Fuji was trying to get the shit together. I was, Clef will Yo, tell you. You had a quarter million dollar nigga. What are you doing 16, 16 years old with a Clef quarter million? Clef knows me, man. He, that's but, but I'm asking you, man. What are you doing with? I bought a car, you know, doing dumb shit. Pay my student loans and shit like that. You know what I'm saying to you? Come on, B. 
Yo, so, the real prize. Yo, bro, listen. That's one thing, man. And, 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 and I know this is all coming from God. That's why I praise him every day and every night. You understand what I'm saying to you? So when you ask me about that to this day, the only thing I regretted is that we didn't do a follow-up album to the score. What happened? When did you realize? When did you realize after 10 million fucking plus records sold worldwide, right? 20. 20. 20 million records sold worldwide. When did you realize like, well, oh. Oh, I knew I was on, on, on the Titanic. Right. How? How? Like, oh, when did you realize that. When did you realize that, 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 that Clef and, and Lauren had a relationship and you really didn't know about, about that shit? Like, when did I you mean, you know, I felt it, but I'm saying to you, I always knew the shit was going to hit an iceberg. That's how? why I had my life jacket on. How did you know that, man? <laughs> <laughs> Kijan, that man. Kijan, Kijan, My vibes, man, my intuition. Like, you knew that was it. You knew the score was it. I knew that. Wow. And then when you find out, when you find out about their relationship, what do you do? What do you say? Do you go to Lauren first? Do you go no, to White no, I mean, first? I went, like, to, I, I went to the nigga. I'm like, yo, bro, man, I told you from day one you shouldn't fuck with her. But he's a grown man. She's a grown woman. What the fuck am I going to say? I just told him, nigga, bad move. Like, and what did he say? Like, ah, oh, man, I fucked up. Or like, yeah, you was right. Nah, or like, man, I got nah, this. I got man, this. We going to do We gonna do another album? No, nigga was like, man, fuck out of here. You know, type of shit. Was that, Did that happen because it was always available? Were they recording together? They probably spent a lot of nah, time. Nah, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it's just what, listen, we're in the industry, man. You naturally, when you're around someone constantly, you naturally going to be on that vibe. But see, I was about my money. So I was never thinking that because if that if I had knew that I would have snapped I would have you know jump on that quick. That'd have been a whole different story. Man. It'd have been a whole different story. It'd have been at least two, three more albums. I tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just you, you would have stretched. I'm that fucking shit. with you. I'm no, fucking with you. No, with but you. we would have had <laughs> score score volume three, nigga, forty million records. So what my man Ike said, um, and a man, and a man. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. Just jokes, jokes, jokes. But yeah, and I'm just saying like. It's just that I felt like if you was going to go there, you had to really go there. You couldn't play with that. Couldn't happen. Because no, both of them was such a, no, both but, of them were primal force. Yeah, not only that, but because she's so emotional, she's not one of those people you you toy around with. Like, love is something she takes very, very seriously. You know what I'm saying, too? I'm not saying he didn't love her, but I don't think, well, Look, I he didn't know. give her the love that she deserved. You think? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, the, the bottom line is he shouldn't have crossed that line. Right. But see, one could make the argument had he not crossed the line, maybe the vibe wouldn't be what it was. So I don't know. Everything happens for a reason. You right. know what I'm saying to you? Right. You know, uh, sorry about that. Uh, what I find amazing is that a lot of the DNA in the carnival was supposed to be the, the second food. You yeah. Know. Can you talk about that? Well, you know, the, the the plan was we're going to do one more Fuji album and then we go break off and do our own thing. And that's why if you hear the Carnival part, by the way, if the Carnival was the next Fuji album. Oh, my God. How many how many units did the Carnival sell? Four or five. Four, right, right. But it, you imagine Fuji on that shit. I mean, because they would have been fuji lies, right? Yes, so it yes. wouldn't have been straight what it is now, but it would have been like... Anyway... And then somehow I just stage left type of shit. Nigga pivoted and then it went into the carnival and then the rest is history. So you have like out of the out of the whole aftermath of the Fuji's the score, 
you have the Miseducation, Lauryn Hill, and you have the Carnival. Both like ground, like groundbreaking albums. In twenty seventeen, I listened to both albums. Mm. And I have I, I know which album is better. Mm. Which one do you think is a better album? They're two different albums. But but I'm saying like which one can you listen to easier in twenty seventeen? Probably Lawrence, I would say. Really? But but I like Clef. Listen, I'll be honest with you, they're two different albums. Right. I, I would say they both two masterful albums, period. Those albums are masterful. Masterful. I mean, one of my favorite albums of all time is, is The Carnival. And Master- part, part, part of that is because I'm Haitian. Right. And when you hear the melodies that you heard in Masterpiece. Church, right. He was brilliant on that, period. And I think Miseducation was brilliant, too, in what it, for what it was. They both were great to me. I'll give it that to them. Gunshots to both of them on that one. When you venture out into your own solo album, mm-hmm. like your whole solo venture, like mm-hmm. Ghetto Superstar the whole night, what does that do for you, man? Does that take you away from, like, the drama of the collective that's like, okay, this is a validation for myself? Or is like, I'm still holding the torch for the team? I don't even think about it, man. Just kind of like just, you know, just vibing, man. Doing, you know, experimenting, trying to, you know. You also remember, so, during that whole series of dealing with the Fugees, I was behind the scene keeping that shit together because that shit was so vile too, man. Like, how was it, man, when when, when y'all would try to go to, like, a session and she would shit explode into a uh, argument. I was the I was the I was the soundboard. I was the dude like your Lauren, your 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 clef like. I had to be the one that kind of like massaging either one of them at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's what it is. I mean, that's what a team player do. You know, that's what it was. I accepted it. You say that Lauren is one of the most honest artists of all time. Yeah. Can you explain that? There's nothing. Cause, cause I'll, I'll be honest, from the outside looking in, like when I look at Lauren's career, right? I'm like, damn, like she was at the top, mm. and she's going through her thing, mm. and I don't understand her right now. So she's strange to me. She's strange to everyone, right. but she is, she is one of those true, honest artists like Miles Davis. Jimi Hendrix, Prince, Michael Jackson. That's not to take anything away from these artists out here. Some great artists out here. But you got a lot of artists that will compromise. Take a nigga like me. I'm in between the two of them, right? I'm definitely about the arts. But if a nigga come to me with $200 million, nigga, you need me to do what? Fried chicken who? <laughs> Catch okay. that shit like hammer. Let's let's go. You know, I'm, I'm gonna try to figure this shit out. Lauren Hill will laugh in the face of that. As a matter of fact, she'll look at that as a disrespect. Like you trying to buy me? I can't be bought. Me? I wouldn't say I can't be bought. You know, my dad once told me. He said, "Listen, money cannot buy everything, but what money can buy, more money can." So me, yeah, you can't buy me, but if you throw more, more, more money at it, you buy, you, you buy me. But she ain't fucking with that. That's the only person that I know, honestly, no bullshit. I don't give, everybody else can be bought. You give a fuck who it is. You put that right amount of money in front of them, 
they're going to waver. They're going to bend. And she doesn't. She doesn't bend. She doesn't waver. She doesn't break. Humility. You said humility is in the way of the Fuji's reunion. What do you mean by that? I mean, there's some people just got to, you know, some people just got to kind of like, you know. Like I watch, I watch, I watch Game of Thrones. Right? Okay, I never watched Game of Thrones. And 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 the, the chick Daenerys, she's like the new queen, and she's like to this king, she's like, I can't fuck with you until you bend the knee, mm. and he won't bend the knee, mm. so they can't see eye to eye. Well, there's a saying that goes, "The fall come before the pride," right? Right. So you gotta know sometime to bend because it'll get you a lot further. You know. This is African saying, man, that I, I I tweeted. I gotta it's a great fucking scene, man. I gotta I gotta look it up because it speaks so much to not just people in general, but to even us as black people. You know, like our struggles, why we struggle and, and go through what we go through. And it's simply because this is a saying that goes let me tell you, it goes just like this. This is some deep shit. It goes, um, Oh, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Mm. See what I'm saying to you? So that goes back to the humility, what I'm saying to you. Humility, humility means even when you're right, you got to be able to say that you're wrong. Right. For the greater good. I'm saying to you. So, yeah, that's what I meant by that. Pros, any regrets, man? Who? Any regrets? Regrets of what? Anything. Why? I mean, I, what I've what <laughs> I've heard you say, like the only regret you you you've ever wished you you that you've had. I don't regret. I just wish. That I, you I wish can't you regret. Protect, protected. Lauren. Yeah, I mean, I wish. Yeah, I mean, like, what I, do you mean by that? Meaning, like, I wish that I could have, I should have spoken when I knew, but. What would you have said? Because you, you can't, you can't get in the say way anything, of a but at least I'll, you know, what I've learned is even if you know someone have to go through their trial and tribulation, you have to let them know that you, because one day they're going to sit back and say to themselves, I wasn't listening to him, but yo, he did tell me. Right. See, it's kind of like, think about this. In this era we're in right now, people are more fascinated by if something is happening to someone for them to, you know, record that shit on Facebook Live versus to go and try to help the person, right? You are just as you are just at fault. At say, let's say some say say some dudes are beating up on some elderly person, or like these kids that watched somebody drown recently, right? You just as guilty. Like the nigga filming that shit for right, somebody drowning. Right. What the fuck is up with that, yo? You ain't got no soul. Mm. I don't understand that bullshit, b. Like niggas. But you know what it is? And I tell people, man, this country enables people and perpetuate the bullshit. Yes. Because if a nigga knew he was going to jail for three years for some shit like that, it's all... See, our system is so fucked up. That's a whole different conversation. But the point I'm trying to say to you is is that I shouldn't have stood by idly and just said, well, they'll figure this shit out. Even though in my heart I know this shit was wrong. I should have been like... But you were young and you didn't know. I knew it was wrong. I just felt like it wasn't it's, not, it's not in my place. But it was your place. It was my. 
yo, bro, Martin Luther King said, injustice, injustice anywhere, it's a, injustice anywhere, it's injustice everywhere. It's threat to justice everywhere. Yes, so, yo, that was a threat to me, what was happening. But you didn't think it affected you. I didn't, right, when it did. You feel what I'm saying to you? When it, when it did affect me. Like, I'm not even talking about my money. Fuck that. I'm talking about it affected me because that was my little sister. That was when, your family. That was my family. And, and Clef, Clef was your brother. Clef was my brother. But I, you got to make tough decisions. You got to be able. Especially in the family. That's why now I don't fuck around, bro. Like, if I see something, I don't give a fuck. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Like, like I'm going to give you an example. Like, this whole thing with the cops and all that bullshit. Yo, bro. Y'all motherfuckers cops, y'all wrong, you fucking wrong. Period. I got family who are cops, but these cops are killing these black men innocently, you're fucking wrong. Now, that's not an attack to the whole police force. That's an attack to the bad fucking cops that are getting away with murder. Not, oh, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I don't. Nah, man, fuck, fuck all that. that. Fuck, fuck all that, that bullshit. Yeah. That's that pussy shit. So back then I was no on that I, I was on that I was on that pussy shit. I should have been like, yo, Clef, that's some fucked up bitch shit you doing. Yo, El Boogie. That nigga is whack for what he's doing. But that's on you. I'm just saying what the fuck it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to you. <laughs> yo, prize, man. Like you, you, you like you've taken your career to, to different levels, man. You you've invested in a lot of things. Your acting career, like the skid row thing from a couple of years ago was was mm -hmm. was, was very impactful, man. What are you doing now, man? I'm doing a lot of things, man. I'm just a, I'm just a renaissance man. That's how I look at myself. Yeah. I'm curating shit. I got my project. I'm creating. Pros presents. You know, I'm putting this album together. Um, Independently or? Well, it is, but it isn't. I mean, right. but it's my shit. Right. Mm. I don't understand how niggas is still signing deals. Goddamn. <laughs> goddamn. Goddamn. In this era. Shout out to Rock fuck Nation. I, yo, bro. Why would? Think of it like this. I'm on a plantation. The master comes to me and say, yo, all right, nigga, you serve your time. Here's a horse. Here's your freedom paper. And there's a 40 acre in the mule over here. And I want to come back on the plantation to help the master out. No. It's a comfort. You know what I do? I go to the master and say, yo, how can we do business together? How can I sell Cause some of you got, acres to you? You got distribution. I got a bunch of bananas that's growing in the back of that 40 acres you just gave me. I need you to help me distribute the shit. But I own my shit. Like, I'm not coming here picking no cottons for you, motherfucker. You feel me? Yeah, that's something different. Because now the master is like, okay, he's an entrepreneur. But no, I said, hey, master, take back the horse. I'm going to burn this freedom paper up. I want to come live back on that fucking uh -uh. farm or whatever the fuck. Fuck out of here. Yeah. So now, nah, man, I own my shit, man. Everything I do, be I invest in my own shit. Listen, bro, I look at it like this. I could take 100 grand. Walk in the strip club, make it ring. Or I could take that same hundred grand and invest in my shit and go make a million dollars, which sound better. I'd rather go invest in my own shit. That's how I look at the shit. Yeah. Fuck, I got to lose. It's my shit. It's me. You know what I'm That's how I look at it, yeah. B. So I'm doing that. I'm developing some film, television. And obviously, I'm doing my investment shit, international shit, up in Africa, Asia. You know, I'm doing my shit. I just move, man. I just like moving around, just like meeting people and helping people and doing dope shit. I feel like I'm in I'm in my prime, man. I'm about to do some really dope shit. It's dope, man. You look great, shit. too, man. What's, what's your workout regimen, man? 
Hmm? What's your workout regimen, man? What are, you, what are you not eating, man? I don't eat nothing that's not natural. I don't eat fucking sweets. I don't fucking, you know, eat junk food. <coughs> I don't, you know, I'm just about health, man. I told you, it's health, wealth, family. Yes, sir. Um, last question, man. Who's your top five MCs? Of all time. Of all time. No, no, no. No, no order. No order. Biggie. Eric B. I mean, not Eric B. Rakim. I'm gonna put Pac on there. Not that I, I don't think Pac is the MC like a big he is, but that was my man. Mm -hmm. I love him. He's my favorite. I'm putting in Jersey. Like he he he, yeah, he, yeah. he 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 left a footprint in Jersey. I would say you got to put Nas in that. And shit, you know what? You got to put um. Jay. Amazing, amazing. Your prize, man. This has been a great interview, man. Anything else you want to leave us with, man? Man, first of all, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate the support. Um, just want to thank everybody who just, you know, tuning in, just listening to me talk shit. That's what life is about, man. How, how, why am I not the most blessed person on the planet? I'm sitting here talking shit on a platform. My fucking opinion it's not that the best thing in the fucking planet be. It's the best thing in the world. I got nothing to complain about. I complain about my Wi-Fi not going fast enough. Why are these people in Africa and Haiti eating mud cake? Mm. You feel me? Mm. It's the best thing, B. You know, we always complain about what we don't have, B. We don't appreciate what we do have. Got to appreciate what you have, man. I appreciate this, man. You know, to be sitting here... You know, I'm not that guy. You know, I know a lot of you pussy niggas out here would love for me to come and be like, man, that nigga Pros is struggling, man. That people, man, fuck y'all niggas, man. You know what I'm saying <laughs> to you. And yo, let me say this to you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm way. Yo, I'm way. And yo, listen, and, and, and I, I want to say this for everyone out here who is struggling and trying to figure out their way out. Please use me as a testament to all. It's possible. Yo, I am that breathing, living thing to prove that everything and anything is possible. Mm. Period. You feel me? All is possible. That's what y'all I leave with y'all niggas with, man. And by the way, if you're making some money, man, invest your shit. Don't blow your wad, man, like these dumb niggas out here doing this shit. Yo, I've, I've thanked um, Wyclef personally. He's been on the show twice, man. John Forte. And John Forte. But no, no, no. Specifically, like, well, John yeah, Forte's yeah. been on the show, but yeah. you specifically. I remember when it was tough to be Haitian, man. Like, I grew up in that time when when it wasn't safe. Yeah. And I remember, not not that I, 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 I remember compromising, but I remember a lot of my, 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 my peers were rather option to be Jamaican than Haitian. You know and what's so funny? Y'all motherfuckers I made never, that shit so I fucking yo, cool to be I Haitian. I never... Ever like when you, like when problem. you hear Rick Ross shouting Zoes right now, yeah. Zoe Pound, and and you go to the the, the West Future, Parade, everybody, everybody, Future, and you see the, the the floats. We got at least four or five floats right now. Yo, like y'all niggas make y'all niggas made that shit possible, and I can't thank y'all enough because my sons and daughter feel so much pride being Haitian Americans, man. Yo, baby, being Haitian is the best shit, baby. I'm telling you, and I I I'm happy to to be. That was always my dream, yo. I always said I want to put Haiti on the map. Word? For real? I swear on my life. That was our dream, man. When I met Clef, I was like, yo, Clef, we're going to put Haiti on you the map. You got a lot of Haitian education when you were younger, right? Yeah. 
I was like, like you knew about the revolution and, yeah, and yeah, the pride yeah, course, and all that yeah, shit yeah, before yeah, most course. of us did. But I was like, yo, I want to put Haiti on the map, and me and Clef set out to do that. That's why you can hear him blunt it. You say, oh, price, I yeah, man, I Like we wanted, we wanted people to know, like, yo, be it's fly to be Haitian. Fuck y'all niggas. Like, yo, we got history on our side. What the fuck y'all niggas got? History. We got. We history. got history. First we fucking have an impact on this planet. Imperial. We gave slavery. Israel their fucking last vote to become a state after World War II. Mm. That means something. You know what I'm saying to you? Fuck y'all niggas, man. Y'all gonna respect Haitians, man. That's why, I, yo, I, I, I gotta say, I never said I was Jamaican. I never said I was from Paris. I never said I was from Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Martinique. Martinique. <laughs> These <laughs> pussy niggas out here, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Y'all straight up like, yo, I'm from Haiti. Yes, nigga. Hey, yo, let me tell you something, B. The sexiest shit. Let me tell you something. The sexiest shit is when you're in Europe. Nigga be like, what's your name? I'm like, my name is Michelle. Where you from? From Haiti. You from Haiti? Then you be like, don't bon français. Oh, where are you talking about Farsay? Where are you? Them niggas, the women love Haitians. Uh-uh. What country specifically? Anywhere in Europe. I'm just yeah. saying that because they know. Yo, you know, they know the history better than we do. Of course. We, I mean, we can't know the We. I want to be clear. Internet. In the U.S., they will never allow us to know the full history of Haiti because how it impacts black nationalism, black liberation. Yo, you go to South America and you say you Haitian, they're like, oh, shit. Yo, do you know we helped liberate South America? I mean, we helped make Niggas America a- become a superpower by liberating, the, by by effectuating the Louisiana Purchase. Of course. 21 states for $8 million. Napoleon, my fucking Napoleon apartment like, costs more here. than that. I'm out of here. Yo, bro, my apartment costs more than that. That's crazy. Mm. Like, that's some real shit. 21 states, $8 million? Because we defeated Napoleon and America was betting against us. They sent for, they they tried to get the Dominicans to fight against us. We whooped their ass and Napoleon mm. and then gave them niggas their independence. And them niggas still got the nerve. Man, I'm out of here, man. Still got the nerve to let, me go eat, let me go eat my lumbie, man. Lumbie, yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo, internets, man. Prize Michelle, man. Yo, yo, King, what's up, man? Yo, man, this is, man, another one, another. I feel like I was in hip hop class. You know what I mean? Tied a lot of pieces together. Salute the prize, man. Yes, sir. Yo, internets, you know what it is, man. Dream those dreams and then man up, woman up, and live those dreams. Because life without dreams is black and white. And the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Yo, Aisyah, can't be, can't be, can't be, can't be.